and welcome back to Nympho's Shame Pit. This is your host, Megan Monet. Today, I have a very exciting episode with one of my closest friends out here in Vancouver. She goes by Lola. Hello, everybody. I am Lola, and I'm very excited to be on this podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I will let everyone listening know that Lola is completely anonymous here, and there's no way that you're going to be able to track her down or find out anything about her. So she is here to spill some beans about what it's like being a sugar baby. And you can tell it's going to be juicy because I'm going anonymous. Exactly. Like, we decided to do this so that we could get down to some seriously intense details. Yeah. Everything is going to be revealed right now. Please be advised that this episode is explicit, including explicit language, discussions of sex work, abortions, and some unsavory details on the underground world of drugs, art, and rock and roll. So if that's not for you, please click away now. Alas, enjoy the show. I think we have to sage the room. Make sure there's no bad vibes. Cleanse this energy. Cleanse the energy. We're all about that here. Exactly. Now, do you know any, like, do you sage your place much? I do. You do? So I actually had an indigenous lady come to my house and <gasps> smudge the place. Very traditionally, she had a eagle's feather. Oh, my and gosh. And it was very special. And when I went to my sister's room, that smoke went up. So we knew there was bad vibes in there. Oh, really? So if it rises, that's it what did. it's bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. So should we keep a look on the the smoke for today then? I think so. Oh, we talk about something juicy, maybe it'll flame up. All right, well, I'm going to put this aside for now. So, I wanted to start with my first question, which was your first ever date or sugar baby experience, and what, like, turned you on to it? Like, what was the first moment where you were like, done, I'm doing it, I'm going to do it, and how long had you been considering doing something like this? Okay, so I'll start from the very beginning. So I would say, even as a teenager, the thought always titillated me. I always knew I liked older men. I always knew that I wasn't cut out for the nine to five, the, you know, hustle culture. I was like, this is not for me. And also, you know what? It's fun. And I like older men. So as soon as I was 16, I even thought, as soon as I turned 18 or 19, this is happening. So it was about 19 that I went on to the wonderful Seeking Arrangements. Yes, the infamous the website. The infamous website. And that only lasted very briefly because I lived in a different city at the time. I was very new to it. I went on one date with one guy. It never really went anywhere. And so I took a hiatus, did some Tinder dating, had a few relationships. And then I moved to Vancouver. When I was in Vancouver, I realized how crazy rent was, bills were. Oh, yeah. This I was is living ex- with my parents. City. Yeah. And I needed to get out. And at the time, I wasn't working. COVID had took a huge hit on everything. And I thought, you know what? Let's try this again. So I went on the site. And how was the site this time versus like your hometown? I felt very much more confident the second time around because I knew what to look for. Um, I had higher standards. That's good. And so the first time I went on I started talking to this guy and he made me feel so comfortable he knew I was so nervous and he actually ended up being a very renowned doctor oh my gosh yeah so he was 
And did he tell you all of this? Like he told you his real name. He did. So that where was where he worked, ways, or like yes, that was one wow. of the ways that he made me feel more comfortable. Okay. He was like, I want you to know who I am, who you're meeting up with. I know that you don't want to meet a stranger off the internet. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm a little scared actually. Also, okay, so he sent me his full adrenaline. name. Yeah. And so I did my research. I was like, okay, let's Google who is the son of a bitch, and he ended up being very legit. And he was a top BBC doctor. Wow. And. Yeah, so I felt a little awkward because I was like, aren't you supposed to be, like, super conservative? Yeah. And, like, you know, just Like, just not a part of this, like, underground world. Yeah. Yeah. And so our first date, he basically set up a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And we met. It was a surprise. I didn't know. And he had all these presents laid out on the bed. I had, like, Victoria's Secret, Aritzia (sighs) gift cards all this stuff and he told me from the beginning there's no expectations for tonight I just want to meet you I just want to see how it goes yeah yeah it was great um we obviously ended up sleeping together because the vibes are right we totally connected he was so sweet and I was hooked right after that because he ended up giving me a thousand dollars for the first date oh my god and coming from a girl who was working you know minimum wage or commission sales you would make that in like a month right Barely. Like, Less, I, yeah. I think at the time that I was working, I was working in sales, and I was making, like, two grand a month. Oh, my God. How do yeah. you afford anything in Vancouver yeah. on two grand a month? And so then you go and make $1,000 in one and night, one having night. an incredible and, experience and the thing with was, someone. Is if I had met this guy on Tinder, I would have done that for free. Yeah, and yeah, And then, so yeah. then I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have I been doing all this time by hooking up with these guys who disrespect me, who yeah. are mean, for free. For free. Literally, for free. For free. No. <laughs> I'm sending nudes for free. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like, just disrespect me a little bit, and I'll send you anything for free. Like, what is going on oh, with I me? So I, my yeah, mindset yeah. just shifted that night. I was like... I remember this when that happened me. to me, yeah. yeah, when I had that moment of just, like, it was like a flick. It is. And it was like, you can't go back because yes. you've been, like, oh. Did you have any shame, though, when you tried for me? I was a little embarrassed. I was like, oh, my God, is this me? Like, am I doing this? Of course. I had shame for so, yeah. so long. And that's why I had to, like, always be surrounded by other people who were doing it to make myself yes. feel better and, like, surround my world with it so that, like, I almost was just ignorant from feeling anything else you know what I mean because the shame was hard because it's like it's drilled into you that this is like not something that you should do it is especially growing up in a very conservative town yeah where I didn't tell a lot of people at the beginning because I was like they're gonna be so judgmental also none of their business you were actually the first person I met that was in this lifestyle too and you made me feel so much better really there are other girls out here yeah like me well I remember when our mutual friend introduced us she was like Oh, you're going to love her. Like, she's same. amazing. Like, she's she's in the same world as you. Like, she gets same. it. She's an artist. Like, oh, She's like, like cool. you guys are the same person you need to yeah. meet. And I was so excited. And when we finally met, I was like, yes. And it was a vibe. It, it was, was so fun ever since then. Yes. And then actually since then, I've met a few more girls now who yeah. are in this lifestyle. And it's, like, so normalized. Like, it's it just is. so true. Like It's way more normalized this part of the world than anywhere else. It that's is. for sure. And then also, like, the guys who are doing it, why doesn't anyone judge them? So know, why should anyone know, judge me? I, I don't care. It is such a big can of worms, that's for it sure. It is. So I was definitely hooked after that. Nice. Unfortunately, with this guy, he was a little... For me, I get very emotionally involved. Uh-huh. And so I ended up getting emotionally involved. That's, see, that's what I wanted to talk to you yeah. about next. Because you are a bit of a lovesick sugar baby. I am. You get hooked... I fall in love really easily. Ev- to everyone that you've ever slept with, right? Pretty much. I love it. Pretty I love much. it. But totally the opposite. I sleep with someone and I'm like, who? You're like, oh, I didn't realize you were like human. I've... Yeah, you're like, now I'm over This it. isn't the fantasy in my head. Like, so no. you're the fuckboy. <laughs> oh my god, oh no, we'll never work. We'll never work, right? Lola. No, I love it. 
So, okay, that's so interesting. So you fall in love with, like, everyone? I Why do. is that? What do you think that is? I think I just get very attached. If I'm with do you think it's because, like, they, it's, like, them giving you respect and, like, trying to, like... Maybe. I think so. I yeah. think maybe it's they have a savior complex, but I need to be mm. saved. So I'm like, oh, you can take care of me. That's fine. So basically this whole lifestyle is like a kink to you. A little bit. I love it. I love it. I, like, I love being taken care of. I love having a guy, you know, show me the ropes, take me to nice dates, like be the leader. Yeah. I'm very traditional in the way that I like a guy to kind of be a guy. Yeah. You know? And this lifestyle works for that very well because that standard is set, you know? Like exactly. there's, it's not, you don't go into it with the expectation of equality between the two of you. No. And I kind of like playing that role of being yeah. a submissive girl. Exactly. They love it. And yeah. I know how to play it well. Exactly. So it works out well. But, but the thing is, because you can then step away from this character that you're playing and go back to your usual like day-to-day life it doesn't totally consume you and it doesn't take on this whole like ethical and moral question about how like a man is treating a woman you know what I mean because it's just it's like a play thing it is but the only thing that I've noticed that it does definitely affect is real dating oh yeah yeah yeah. dating or seeing a guy closer to my own age or whatever because now I feel like if I've been doing this for money, how can I do it for free? Do you might actually relate. Oh, it's so toxic. You might relate to this. Like I went on a date the other day and I was just like really turned off by (laughs) just how like young he was. Like he was just so clearly a baby. He was so egotistically, narcissistically self-conscious. Yes. And it seems to me that men quickly grow into this narcissism but very slowly through life experience grow out of this self-consciousness, right? That's so true. So it's like, oh, it's just so interesting. So like these older guys are so much sexier and so much more interesting because they have that like charisma, but they also have the experience to back it up. It's true. And I think maybe I was set up by my mom because as a kid, she always said, men don't mature until they're at least 45. Oh yeah, there you go. Which is somewhat true because even then they're not even mature at that age. But for the most part, I agree. (laughs) I agree too. I totally agree. Let's have a little chat about bad dates. Oh, bad dates. Because I've been on a few. We all have. And I'm sure you have too. We all have. Because when there's good, there's bad, right? There is. When there's a high, there's a low. When there's a peak, there's a plummet. There really is. So and you tell can't me, avoid it. tell me, give me an example of a plummet that you've been through. I'm sure you have some good ones. I have some good ones, but I feel like when you're in the sugar dating world, the bad ones come with scammers. Yeah. And when scammers it's bad, suck. it's really fucking it bad. It is bad. And it's not that there's no chemistry. It's that you get yes. fucked over, disrespected. Yes. Like, oh my god. So for me, I feel like when I'm dating these men, my consent comes along with a price, and it right. sucks to say, but it's true. But I because agree. I would never yeah. date these guys just willingly because for love yeah like that there's more to it there there's an exchange there's an arrangement there's a deal yeah and so but you both go into it both knowing that and expecting it and you you basically agree to that on the website and I love it like Mm. I don't feel any sort of shame doing this however there was this one man who I met on the site we decided to go for a lunch date just to meet just to chat do whatever okay he wasn't totally my type but I was like you know what? I'm gonna give this a go anyways and he dangled so much in front of my face I want to help you with this I'm gonna support you with this mm. we're gonna go traveling to this made place. you feel really secure made right me feel very secure and so I thought we're good I trust him it's all good and he said you know what let's go back to your place and I was thinking you know what sure if we're gonna start this arrangement anyways 
let's just start it start today. Start it today, yeah. And so I should have seen the signs because as we were driving back to my house, we both drove a vehicle to this coffee shop, so we mm. had to both drive to my house. I started calling him, and I could see him in my rear view mirror. He wasn't picking up. So obviously my phone call wasn't going through. So at this point, I look back on it now and realize he already blocked me before we even got to my house. What? Right? So we get to my house. Yeah. We hook up. It wasn't very good. He was very uncomfortable. It was just really weird. And then he leaves, and I start to text him, and no responses. So then I'm like, you know what, let's try calling him. Doesn't go through. And so I go, this guy just scammed me. Like, he totally just ghosted me after this. And so I felt super violated and super uncomfortable. So then me being a psycho, I start to dig a little bit. And I find him. This guy gave me a fake name. Oh my! But I found Wait, the real one. How did you one. find him? Okay, so basically he gave you a fake. He name. did, okay. but he gave me his story. I knew what he did for work, so I looked up everyone in Vancouver who did this job in this area, in this place, and I found his LinkedIn with his picture plastered right big front okay. and center. My mind is rolling right now. I what know. the hell are we gonna do, this man? So then I go. Where does he work? Vindictive. Or like, what does he do? I don't even know. At does the, he like, work? Is he, he has a few employed? He has a few companies that he owns. Shit. So at first I'm thinking I should send him an invoice to his work. Yeah. For sex. Yeah. And being like, you know what? Fax that thing. shit through. Right. So then I find him on Facebook. But him being close to, you know, a Gen X or Boomer doesn't know that there's a message request folder. So that has been sitting in his request folder for probably seven months now. That's how long, yeah. I find his children on Instagram. Amazing. Try and follow them. They don't respond. No one accepts my follow. So I think everyone's just an anti-social media family. Right. I can't get a hold of anyone, and I'm just feeling left in the dust. So I still have a little bit of, like, grudge left in me. Yeah, that was total violation. Yeah. So did he he promise to, like, send you money, or...? He said, I'm going to help you with your rent, and we're going to go traveling. So it was almost like an established, like, he was going to send you an allowance every month. Pretty much, yeah. And then it was just once and That freaks me the fuck out. Like, that's fucked up. So take this, ladies, as a warning sign to always have your terms agreed to beforehand. Absolutely. And maybe even see the money first. Yeah, prove it to me, bitch. Prove it to me. God, I'm really trying to think of, like, one that I can talk about, but I think I blocked so many of them out. Yeah, you're like, this is traumatizing. I'm going to forget about this now. Thanks. I do remember. Okay, I do have this. I do have this one story that I could talk about. I was with my friend, and we're at this random guy's house. Massive house in, like. From Seeking? From Seeking in the suburbs. She and I were, like, really wasted. And this guy was like, do you want to come over? And we're like, okay. So we, he calls us an Uber, and we both go over. And then we end up just, like running around I'm trying to think this wasn't even that bad it was just like weird we were like running around the house and he was like playing music and he was fucking creepy he had these really piercing blue eyes Ew. and it like freaked me out like psychopathic type anyway staring into your and then soul. he like yeah literally and he like starts like kind of just like grinding on my friend and like she's getting like a little bit weirded out and I'm like maybe I should like intervene here and I was like hey girl are you okay and she's like yeah I'm fine I'm like no but seriously are you okay and she's like no and I was like get the fuck off her and I like pull him off and we run out and like we just like run down the street it was really weird it was kind of oh freaky oh my god and yeah just left? Did you we just left Uber? how did you get home I think we Ubered later I can't remember I was so drunk like how ra- I just vividly remember me pulling him off her it wasn't like there that wasn't like so much worse yeah I know I know yeah it really could have I'm yeah, so, like, moments like them really, f- like, these stories really freak me out. I don't think I've ever been, 
I'm trying to think if I've been scammed though. I know. I feel like we always joke and laugh about this, but like it can yeah. get dangerous. It like, can it get can very dangerous. That's for sure. And that's why you just have to have your wits about you and do your research. Hundred percent. And like common sense and all, and like always trust your gut. Yeah. And like, never get desperate for money. Absolutely. Because that's when it, you start putting yourself in like really bad situations. Totally. And I think men can see women that are desperate for it too. Yeah. And they'll take advantage of that. Yeah. Absolutely. So always know your worth. Oh, uh, like the whole thing is, it's like you should always approach a date with confidence yes honestly with a little bit of mystery so that they don't know how far they can like push your buttons absolutely and also like not with like with zero desperation for like an end goal like just see how like you know what I mean like going with an open mind but be the one in control and like make sure you hold your cards close to your chest well that's even how I've been trying to date recently is I don't date with an end goal for a boyfriend I date for experiences oh my god me too I do it for the plot same and it works out so much better you have a way better time yeah. you always do fun things and then you're not heartbroken at the end of it if you have no expectations exactly. that was literally my afternoon before you came over I was yeah. just like hanging out with like some guy for the plot like it was so weird it was so random I will I actually want to dedicate an entire episode to this whole situation so I'm going to be doing some more I'm going to be doing some more plot I feel like exploring. it could be made into a movie at this point I know I'm really getting oh, yeah I'm excited for this so I'm, yeah, I'm doing like, I'm doing like, uh, Hunter S. Thompson style gonzo journalism for this. Perfect. And if you don't know what that means, Google it. Google's our best friend. I love Google. I love it too. My mom always says we have the world at our fingertips. Oh, we do. Use it. Use it. Use it. Lola, I've noticed that you have a type. Everyone knows I have a type. You have a type. Is it? Do you have the same type with dating as well and daddies, or is I it just do. daddies? Well, I feel like my type sometimes can waver a bit with daddies because uh-huh. it depends on the person. But when I'm dating, I definitely go for a certain kind of guy. Interesting. And why is that? Wait, what type of guy is it? Okay, so to put it in terms without sounding ignorant, right? A non-straight white Christian man. Literally. So the opposite Anything of that. Anything else. Yeah. So I found my up. My yeah. friend who is Lebanese-Ukrainian, he likes to refer to it as ethnically ambiguous. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that term. I know. Isn't that great? Right? Yeah. So I feel like growing up, I only grew up around the white boy hockey type right. at my school. Yeah. They were racist. They were homophobic. They yeah. were just annoying in general. And so being a woman, we go through experiences. We live life a little differently. And I find men of different color and different background can somewhat relate because they themselves have been discriminated in their life. Mm-hmm. They have had to experience They have faced some type of oppression. Exactly. And like the world is made for white men. It's kind of nice to have a little taste of something different. Literally. So I feel like they can relate more. They have more to say. Yeah. They have more experience in life and more empathy. Oh my God. That's massive. So it's not even about the look. It's more about what's inside, but it just happens to be that guys that aren't from like Canada. No, I get you know it. I, I get mean? it. I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I know cuz I'm I'm going through my own little moment of like I don't even know what my type is anymore and I know that I need to start taking a big step back from white boys because they yeah. are who they are not the best cut from the cloth. Yeah. Is that the right? Not best cut of the cloth. Literally. I don't know. They just you're right about about saying like life is basically handed to them on a platter. It is. Because this whole fucking world was designed for them because they had people at the head of it of the fucking world who all looked like them. Yes. And the only time that I find that I relate to a guy like that is if they have children because I feel like that's the first time in their life they had to think about anyone other than themselves. Whoa. 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, I do know what you mean. I have not personally seen that happen. Right. They seem to be the same. They can be. Fucking assholes, yep. even with kids. Yep. Oh, but that's so interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. To, yeah. And this sounds bad too, but sometimes guys who are either divorced or have been in long-term relationships... I feel like another woman already trained them. And oh, so they're I a little know. bit better too because they got whipped in the ass by their last girl being like, yeah. think a little bit, be compassionate, do something else. It's so interesting when you meet someone who is like, has a partner or is separated or mm-hmm. divorced or whatever compared to a bachelor. So different. Ba- oh my God. Bachelors think that they have the answer to everything. They think that they are the smartest people in the room. They yeah. think they have everything figured out. Lots of mansplaining going on. Oh my god, it's exhausting. It is. And then you have people who have like, you know, had a, a second half of their entire life, as you said, been trained properly. Absolutely. Such a They know not experience. to leave their towels on the floor Literally. after a shower. And then like. you gotta like respect you a little bit more and like Yeah. I don't know, it's just ugh. They actually put their dishes in the dishwasher. Although, I will be honest, bachelors, in some respect, are way more, like, upfront and honest. True. Whereas, like, married men or, like, men who are, like, divorced are a little bit better sneaking around. It's so true. Which and is And, like, annoying. I appreciate the upfrontness. Yeah. Because, speaking of the first doctor that I found on Seeking, basically, if we decided from the beginning let's just keep this in as an arrangement, let's just sleep together. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But he made it more. He yeah. made my mind involved. Yeah. And just to rip it out from under me, and I'm heartbroken. So how, he so, so he broke your heart. He did. And I go, this didn't have to be this way. We could have kept it completely professional. I wonder if that was his own, like, own kink, though, it to, like, break been. your heart. It could have been. How did he break your heart? He basically was treating it like a dating situation. We were very emotionally involved. Then just to say, oh, I'm getting back with my ex now. Oh my gosh. So you dropped, basically. And it caught me off guard. And I was thinking, yeah, if we hurt. were just up front at the beginning of let's just have an arrangement, yeah. I would have been totally cool with that. Yeah, but he promised you, like, exactly, like security. I think the main thing is, like, I worked so hard to get my pants. Like, I was going to give it anyways. I know, literally. So why did you do all that and make it more when it didn't have to be? God, it freaks me it's out. It's like the opposite of, like, a fuckboy. No, it way, is. It where is. I'm like, you could have been a fuckboy. It would have been so much easier. Oh, my God. Sometimes these... Okay. Since, like, hanging... It's so funny, actually. Since hanging around older men, I've noticed that, like, younger men that I'm around these days, like, they will do something, and I would take a step back and be like, dude, you could have gotten away with that. How have you lied to me this way and manipulated me that way? Exactly. And I would literally be like, oh, my God, you're such a dumbass. Do you you don't even know... Yeah. You don't way? even know how like... to fucking man- properly manipulate me. And it just, like, I know that sounds like a really stupid thing to complain about, but it pisses me off because it's, like... Ignorance is bliss. Uh, I'd rather be ignorant because you're so much happier when you don't know what's going on. I know. I tell guys that all the time. I'm, like, they're, like, oh, like, are you going to hook up with anyone? If you do, tell me. And I go, if you do, don't tell me. Literally, don't fucking tell me. I don't want to find out. Yeah, I'm so much happier. Also, if we have this, like, communication that's been, like, set up that you you can do your own thing when we leave each other, I don't want to hear about it, though. Exactly. Because I will get jealous. I do get jealous. So if I don't know, I'm then trying I can't to not. Be I want to be like a cool person who like doesn't fuck. I say anything. I'm cool about it, and I'm always like, I'm that chill girl. I am the most jealous. jealous Lola, you are not fucking chill. You even ex- like Absolute describe psycho. to me like that little like thing that you did in the shower. Like so funny. I love it. So the other night, you told me a really cool story about getting flown out to Vegas. And I want to fucking hear it. Okay, so here's the fun thing I feel like about seeking is the connections you make. Uh-huh. And the networking and the other people. Yeah. So I have a daddy, and let's call him Victor. Okay. So Victor 
and I have been seeing each other for about a year and a half now. It's very inconsistent, but he's very consistent with the payments. Okay, good. He's great. We have a very good bond and very good connection. So he texted me one day and goes, hi, my cousin is on a work trip. He's going to Vegas tomorrow. Do you want to keep him company? And I go, of course I do. What are you talking about? Yeah. Fly me out today. Pack my so booked a COVID test right away, mm-hmm. had my flights booked, and within two hours of having this conversation, I was ready to go to Vegas in 10. So I hopped on a flight early the next morning, ripped myself out to Vegas, had my own suite to myself, and partied for like 48 hours, completely free, just because this guy's cousin wanted a friend. Iconic. It was iconic. It was the best weekend ever. I ended up being a wing woman for them. Oh. I brought in these hotties from, I think they're from England. They were so cute, these little blonde girls. You, like, met, where did you meet them? On the dance floor. Oh, yes. I was like, come back, because, you know, when you go to Vegas, it's free for women, but guys have to pay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they bought a table at a fun club down there. I can't remember what the name was. was And you were just like, What was that um, hotel from the... Caesar's Palace from The Hangover. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. that yeah. club inside Caesar's Palace was bumping. So they paid for a table, and that's how you get girls. I'm like, hey, I have a table. Come back. Where the fuck was I when you did this? It was amazing. I would have flown you out from Australia. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. It was great. And so, yeah, right away, flew down, had a great time, flew back, and that was that. And so you were like, 48 hours, was it nonstop? It was. It was a whole bender weekend, and the beauty of it was I wasn't even with my sugar daddy, so I had no expectations to do anything. I love it. So that's the fun, is just the connections you make and the experiences you get And the opportunities that you get. Like, who else could say that they just got an opportunity to go to Vegas and flew down within It's fucking... And to get your own suite and, like, party like that. I love Vegas. I want to see, like... I love Vegas. I feel like I want to be seeing these stories in, like, through your art. I should. I should have a painting series. Yeah. Of That's each. how I found it. it. was, like, really... It's, like, a really good way to channel these, like, crazy experiences. It is. Because, like, this is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, no one gets to really experience this type of stuff. Like, we might as well be able to, like, have people feel it as, like, well as we can. And, like, right? we can do that through art, you know? Okay, so question for you. Doing what we do and having the experiences we have, before people knew about what we did, how did you feel about posting all of your experiences on social media? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, like, when I was in Europe and, like, did yes. my own Vegas trip. So, I was just, like, I really didn't care. I really couldn't care. And then when I came back and, like, met up with a few people in Australia, they, they were all, like, had so many questions. The questions. I yeah. I so many DMs. How are you always trying? I know. Like, what are you doing? The questions were really intense, and I felt a lot of, like ah like shame from it and so then when I started like decided to do something like this and um be able to get it down onto paper and then record it and like just voice the experience yeah and be able to answer all of those questions was like it felt really good it does but it also makes me like shit I could have done some like really much better photos if I wasn't so like because I would post them and I'd be like I can't make it too crazy because I don't want too many questions. Yeah. Now I'm like, damn, I could have made that shit real crazy. Right? Like, the amount of things I do but don't post, mm. I'm kind of like, people would be even more shocked. And what's crazy to me is I grew up in a very wealthy town. No one would question if my friend's parents, per se, bought them this trip or did anything. But as soon as I start doing it, everyone has something to say. And I yeah. go, what's the difference between family money and hustling? You want to know what the fucking difference is between them two? Hustlers understand the value of the dollar. Absolutely. I'm the most grateful person for all of my experiences. Per. Per. 
Purr. We gotta give thanks we gotta to give our daddies. Thank you, daddy. <laughs> Sorry. I. Thank you very much. I feel like we were so serious in the first half. I wanted to get a little goofy. Hi, welcome to the fun part of the podcast. The fun when we hit the blunt and talk about dumb shit. Oh my god, what other dumb shit can we talk about? Drugs. Oh my god, yes. Is cannabis legal in Australia? No. It's How not do at you all. survive? I didn't fucking have any. And then when I did, it was the dirtiest nastiest shit I've ever had in my entire life. Like, I would be, like, in a groggy state for, like, two days. Gross. I'd have intense paranoia. And then you come back here, and it's, like, perfectly, like, it grown so and clean. And, oh, it's so good here. It's wild. So I definitely go too heavy with the cannabis sometimes. I, I have an addictive personality. It happens. But I feel like there's a stigma against weed dependency. Oh my god, yeah, that weed dependency is really scary. I was 100% addicted, and everyone's like, well, it's just weed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and I can't stop smoking yeah. it. Actually, there is this study that people with undiagnosed ADHD often self-medicate with weed. Okay, so you well, probably you just gave me a lot of insight. Because yeah. I am, there is an adult ADHD center in Vancouver that you can pay to go get a diagnosis, and so I am going to go see if I am ADHD. You definitely are. I definitely am. It's I'm, incredible once you get that diagnosis and then help for it because you start honing in that creativity absolutely. into productive ways. Yes, one of my really good creative friends, she is a singer-songwriter for country music. She had undiagnosed ADHD for a long time, and she said as soon as it got diagnosed and she got some medication for it, her life changed. She was yeah. like, I can actually sit down and write a song. Yeah. And she's been way more successful since then, so that also inspired me to be like, okay, we need to go get diagnosed. Dude, it makes such a difference. I know. It's kind of crazy, because I definitely have, I think I definitely do have it, because like, oh god, there are just so many signs that I do. So many signs. Yeah. There's a great book I'm reading right now called Driven to Distraction. I highly recommend it. It's oh. written by two doctors. Okay. And they did a lot of case studies and kind of like paved the way for a lot of the ADHD research. So highly recommend. That sounds really good. I'm going to check that out. That's great. You can borrow it. Oh, I'd love to. Have you finished it? I'm like halfway through. Okay, cool. Let me know. When Again, finish. ADHD. I have like 28,000 books right now that are half read. Yeah, I have I to. I can only them. do audiobooks. So I was going to download it anyway. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, because like when I'm, when I'm just like around my place being distracted I'll just put my audiobook in and be like productive distracted oh that's so smart because I can't just sit down and read something like I have to also be doing something so I actually have to schedule into my day to force myself to do it I have to read 20 minutes a day at night or something like I have to write down a list for my entire daily plan yeah otherwise I just I get so anxious I float around and feel like nothing's done honestly lists are the best so um (laughs) abortions (laughs) What the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, so, let's talk about babies. Oh my god. Let's just quickly okay. go with our point of view and then we can move on to <laughs> our funny stories. Okay, okay, okay. Pro-choice, Avi. Avi pro-choice. Avi pro-choice. Obviously. Tell me about the guy. <laughs> Tell me about this guy. Tell me about this man's in your DMs. Okay, so... In lieu of what's going on in America right now, of course I throw a little... Paying homage to current current events of art world, because the world is art. We did. So, a funny artist I like posted 
a little abortion meme. And I go, it was a pro-choice, obviously, meme. And I posted it, and my caption was, just remember that if you're pro-life, I hate you, and unfollow me, because, like, trash, right? Backstory, I was about to go on a date with a guy the next night, and he is a photographer from Vancouver. We met on Tinder. He was really cute, really nice. He decides to respond to that story, going, I'm pro-life. So I go, haha, like, no, you're not. Like, you're kidding, right? Like, this is a joke. And he's like, no, I am. And I go, that's disgusting. Like, educate yourself. But also, it's like, babe, do do what you're told. Yeah. Unfollow me, get out of my life. Unfollow me, don't want to hear about it, just you're trash. Yeah. And he goes, well, I wouldn't judge you for your opinion, so I suggest not judging me on mine. And I go, oh, I heavily judge you. Yeah. And so that motherfucker got blocked on everything within 30 seconds. So if this is your sign... Do not let a man hit it if he is pro-life. Let's Ew, oh my god. No, no. Like they, yeah, don't, they yeah. don't get together. No, 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 like, no. absolutely not. No. So I was like, you're done. Guys, girlies, because you realize that if you fuck someone who is pro-life, when you need to go get an abortion, you can't finesse him for money for it. Absolutely You're going to have to pay for it yourself. I'm pretty sure all of the men that voted against pro-life, if they got their little side piece pregnant, yeah. oh, they would pay for an abortion. Absolutely. For Sure. Oh my god! I just realized that, like, if I asked a pro, if if I asked a pro lifer, okay, if you could have aborted baby Hitler, would have you? Like, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what their answer would be. And I'm like, dude, pro lifers, aren't they just like hidden white supremacist Nazis? So they would be. They would literally be like, no, I wouldn't. Pro lifers are white supremacists. I can see the connection. Because they wouldn't abort Hitler. (laughs) They wouldn't. I have a really funny story too. Okay. So my friend after she got an abortion she went and got a tattoo to like mark Memory, the occasion right? yeah. um it was a great time. no she didn't yeah no she didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> iconic I know and I love that how if anyone ever asked that? you the meaning I know that's the story I know how fucking funny is that yeah you know what it'll turn off the wrong people for her. Yeah. So if a guy well, is, she's like, also really that, into mm. she's also really into fashion. So like she kind of like would play it off. She told me like the real reason, but then she'd be like, "This is what I would tell people though." Smart. Because she's like, I don't want people to know girl. I had an abortion. And I was like, why not? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, but she's like, I'm private. I'm like, okay. Twenty dollars a pick. Okay, you have another abortion story, right? Yeah. Okay, tell me. Okay, so we will not be using names for this one. Okay. To keep their privacy. But the best story that I've ever heard is one day I get a call from my best friend and she's freaking the fuck out. And she goes, Lola. And I go, oh God, what's going on? And she goes, Lola, I'm fucking pregnant. Mind you, this girl is a college student. She's young, not with a good partner. This is not a good situation. This is not her prime motherhood moment. She will be a great mother, but not yet. Mm -hmm. So I go, don't freak out. Call your friend who lives close to you, get her to bring some pregnancy tests over, take a few, make sure that you're pregnant before you start freaking out. She goes, great idea, I'm on the way, I'm gonna call her. So she calls her friend. I get another call two minutes later, and she goes, my fucking friend is pregnant too. (laughs) Double whammy, like double whammy. How do you manage to do that? So the friend had taken one as a joke. Oh my God, and and now they're both freaking out. They're both calling me being like, what the hell do we have to do? And so it was a little double abortion date. I love that. Like, what I better love that. little girly date be than just a little abortion? You go for a little walk around the lake, abortion, and then march straight after. Exactly. You just morning together. Like, doesn't that just sound like a cute little day? I want a day like that. Just girly things. We should have a day like that. Okay. Okay. 
You know what? When? We don't kink shame here. No, 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 we don't kink no shame. No kink shaming on Nympho's shame pit. No. Ever. There is a weird kink, actually. What? That I sometimes can fall into, but it's a dangerous one. Oh, no. A breeding kink. What? Like, get me pregnant. So we could have an abortion date. A breeding kink. I've never fucking heard of this. You've never heard I of that? I need to Google to find this. Not, it's not that I don't believe you. It's the sexiness of thinking, like, ooh. But it's that I can't, I need baby. to have it from, like, a point of view that's, like, unbiased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, like, not someone who's into it. Hold on. Well, I wouldn't say I'm into it. I'm just... Titillated by the idea. A breeding fetish is a strong attraction to the idea of getting or getting someone else pregnant. Frequently, this fetish involves a person with a penis ejaculating into someone with a uterus, breeding them. Right. People with a breeding fetish generally enjoy the risky feeling of potentially permanent consequences from a sexual act. Oh, I totally get that. Right? Yeah. I understand that. It's just the thrill of it. Of I like, totally get that. This is so not what we, sh- we should be doing. We should not be doing it. We can't be bonded for life, but no. we should so just do it and risk it. Oh, and it's great during the moment, then right when you're done, you're going, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. That was stupid. Just zone out, totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm writing a song right now, so I'm like out of my voice. I'm losing my voice. Do you have a nice singing voice? Not really. I can't. Oh. I don't. Well, that's what auto-tune's for. It's fine. No, no. I just like, I want to. note, though? I guess I, I can't understand notes. I can't match notes. Mm. But I can hold a pretty good tune Just like it up then. as you go. Yeah, I'm a good riffer. Do you sing in an Australian accent or a Canadian accent? No accent. I sing singing accent. Okay. You, the only people I find where their accent really comes out is like rapping. But at that point, oh, like British rapping? British yeah, rappers. yeah. You can really tell their accent, but I think that's because it's more of like a talking way of singing. Coming from North Crompton. With the biddars. Ripping bongs and playing on motorbikes all night long. <laughs> down on the estate. With my mate. You're good at an English accent. Yeah, I'm killing it. With my feeling it. Down on the streets when I'm beginning it out in the life. My miss thinks I'm involved, but I ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> I love our little thank you so much for being this on the is, podcast this thank you awesome. so much for having me this is great I loved it thank you for opening up and giving us all the dirty little details about your life I love it I love talking about myself and I love spilling it feel amazing? it feels great if you yeah. ever need more random stories I have so many really fun little ideas for like another episode with you yeah I'm gonna like come up with something stay great. tuned Lola I will be back and I hope you are all back for the next episode next week. This was Nympho's Shame Pit. Thanks for listening. <laughs>